Hi, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Lana Lynn Marino, and I'm here with another episode um, to give support in challenging times. Now, as an intuitive therapist and energy healer with a passion to help people find their purpose on the journeys we know of life, it can be difficult. But we are spiritual beings living the human experience. So it makes sense, right? That our journey through life is one of many has to be towards wellness in mind, body and spirit. All experiences, good and not so good eventually, lead us to arrive at our authentic self by way of the paths we choose to take. Healing begins when we choose to bravely step onto a new path, when we are ready to take that next leap of faith to heal in our past. This is the journey to wellness. And today's episode, I would like to talk about resistance. Resistance, 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 resistance. I realized recently that I've been resisting a lot of things. And one of the things that I've been resisting the most is actually following my purpose. Following what my intuitive self tells me. The resistance in me comes always from fear. We focus so much on failure rather than success that the resistance can turn into procrastination. It can turn into lengthy bouts of depression. It can turn into so many things. Our mental health can take a real hammering. But what are we resisting? What am I resisting? And I am a follower of uh, A Course in Miracles, which I discovered eight years ago. Actually, no, longer than that. I discovered it probably about 14 years ago, thinking about it. And I came across it um, at a retreat that I was invited to attend with a friend that was living in Costa Rica at this retreat. And... um, it, I thought I was just going, you know, to get some sunshine, to see my friend, but it turned into my most biggest life-changing experience because the one thing that I learned in the month that I was there at this retreat where we were stripped of everything, phones, everything, and the only place we had to go, a bit like COVID, was within. And one thing that came up for me was the resistance to change, the resistance to become my authentic self, to become a better version of myself than I was the day before I arrived. And it took a lot for me to probably a week or more to really fight that resistance, the anger, the frustration, talking about things that I buried. And in my last podcast, I talked about speaking our truth. And I realized that I buried my truth for so long and the truth that I thought was was the truth that I was speaking was in fact, it was an attack on the world for everything that had wronged me, everything that had happened to me, everything that I'd gone through. So I became, I became an advocate for change, but I didn't realize at the time that that advocacy for change was actually I had to go inside of myself and be an advocate for myself to change, to change my perceptions and to change the way I thought, the way I saw the world. And I'm not saying that I'm there right now because there's always experiences that come up that catapult you back into time, into the fear 
of the past. And it's always the past that we're coming from, as A Course in Miracles teaches us. We can't be in fear and be in peace at the same time. It's just impossible. And sometimes I dip into the fear unconsciously. Um, it could be the way someone looks at me. It could be someone that I might feel is racist or sexist or ageist. Um, someone that is judging me. And I know that the Course teaches us that um, we have to, before we can identify something in someone else, we first identify and identify with it within ourselves. So resistance is something that's quite powerful in order in, in all of us. In A Course of Miracles in Chapter 9, the acceptance of reality, the acceptance of the atonement, and the atonement is one with God or the universe, whatever God means to you. And fear of the will of God is one of the strangest beliefs the human mind has ever made. It could not possibly have occurred unless the mind were already profoundly split, making it possible for it to be afraid of what it really is. Reality cannot threaten anything except illusions, since reality can only uphold truth. The very fact that the will of God, which is what you are, is perceived as fearful, demonstrates that you are afraid of what you are. It is not then the will of God of which you are afraid, but yours. Your will is not the ego's, and that is why the ego is against you. What seems to be the fear of God is really the fear of your own reality. It's impossible to learn anything consistently in a state of panic. If the purpose of this course, of A Course in Miracles, is to help you remember what you are, and if you believe that what you are is fearful, then it must follow that you will not learn this course. Yet the reason for the course is that you do not know what you are. So if you do not know what your reality is, why would you be so sure that it is fearful? The association of truth and fear, which would be highly artificial at most, is particularly inappropriate in the minds of those who do not know what truth is. All this could mean is that you are arbitrarily associating something beyond your awareness with something you do not want. It is evident then that you are judging something of which you are totally unaware. You have set up this strange situation so that it is impossible to escape from it without a guide who does know what your reality is. The purpose of this guide is merely to remind you of what you want. They are not, he is not attempting to force an alien will upon you, he is merely making every possible effort within the limits you impose on him to re-establish your own will in your awareness. So I wanted to read that and just to say that this book was written um, not for the coming from some people will say, why do you use the, the pronoun of him? Um, and it's definitely when it was written, which was back in the 60s, A Course in Miracles. But coming back to resistance, I think that little bit there shows you, it shows me what my reality is. 
my reality too resistant, resisting moving forward, resisting the fact that I'm getting older, resisting the fact that my immortality is not far away. It could be another 20, 40 years, but I'm closer to getting older and passing over than I am to being born. So it makes sense that I do resist, we resist things, if we find it hard to accept the reality of the present moment. And the present moment is something that we can choose to be in, to have our perception in a positive way, in a positive light, that we can we can put out that everything's okay. I'm gonna take this risk, I'm gonna jump off this bridge knowing that it's gonna be safe that I'm stepping into the unknown. But the unknown is the middle ground. There's the black, there's the white, but the gray area, that bit in the middle, you know, it's it's the resistance and the resistance to the unknown for all of us. It's difficult. What I found in years and years of traveling and going many places around the world and kind of understanding different cultures is that the way different people embrace embrace death, embrace life. Some people believe that resisting death stops you from living, and I, I believe that. Aging, getting older, um, it can cause a lot of people to be fearful of the changes that come with getting older. Someone said to me recently, isn't it about time you dyed your hair, it's starting to go grey and it's like, no, I'm not resisting that because every wrinkle, every frown, I've earned, that is a map, my face is a map, my body is a map of where I've been, but where I am right now, so the body temple is still something that as we get older, it's it can be resistance when you get the aches and pains or you get the illnesses or you get even deep terminal illnesses that you think this is it we stop challenging ourselves and we fall we can fall into the resistance of the the fear of failure of not living our life to the full potential resistance for me stepping onto a new path can be quite frightening. Why do I resist? Why do any of us resist anything that is good for us? It's like, you know, when you know that you're eating a certain kind of food and you know the consequences of eating something that you know is gonna upset your irritable bowel syndrome or, you know, you've got a heart complaint and you know that you should stop smoking and the resistance is very strong because it's the ego trying to remind you that it's in control. Our egoic mind that wants us to believe that it will take care of us, everything will be okay. The path to wellness, the journey to wellness, doesn't come without the challenges. My challenge at the moment is deciding the next step because you can read the tarot cards, you can read your affirmations, you can pick up a book that can a verse can jump out to you and 
Intuitively, your gut instinct is telling you it's time to move on. But the resistance in that is, if I move on, what am I going into? What's going to happen? So we put in front of us, you know, all the practicalities of how much money we need. You know, we, we need somewhere to live. We, how am I going to survive if I'm just going to pack everything up and just put a backpack on and travel around for six months? We put all these things in front of us because society, life has taught us that we need to have some sort of guarantee that we are going to be okay. And by doing that, we're not trusting the universal framework and the model that has been presented to us from a spiritual perspective. That if we put out with our intention, we get back through that intention. And remember that the universe works in slow motion to the ego mind. The ego mind will always make us believe that we're under threat, we're under attack. And one of the things that, of course, in miracles, one of the things that was hard for me to get my head around in the resistance was when, in the first week of the teachings of A Course in Miracle, I was told that things didn't exist, that chair doesn't exist, that car doesn't exist, that tree doesn't exist, that beautiful sunrise doesn't exist, that beautiful sunset doesn't exist, that lovely child looking up at you, that smiling, doesn't exist. It's coming from our perception. When I was told that things didn't exist and then it came to my body, my arm didn't exist, my hand didn't exist, it wasn't real. That was, that was really hard for me to take in. How can, how can it not be real? This is part of the reality of my life. But what I learned as time went on was everything comes from a perception. And if my perception is what I see, what I smell, what I think, what I feel, then that's my perception. If someone is telling me that the grass is yellow and I'm saying, no, it's blue, that's my perception, but their opinion, they're entitled to. And that's where we try to change other people's opinions to make us feel comfortable. When someone agrees with us, it sets us on the path of I'm right. This is where a lot of relationships, you know, they fall into that hard ground of separation when the ego becomes so big between people, between a couple, between society, between tribes, the ego becomes so big that this causes the separation. If Putin were to resist and say, okay, I'm pulling back, I'm letting go. If the Ukraine were to say, okay, we'll accept that. It means that there's so much that would change, not just for those two countries, but for the globe, the global community. It would send a message that it's okay to let go, it's okay to stop resisting the fear that I need to be the top gun, I need to be the man in charge, I need to be the one that is going to be leaving a legacy with my name on it. 
And we can take that, you know, across the board. We can take it to our local community, to our, you know, our local shops and society and clubs and workshops. We can take it across our life. And we can say, you know, I stop resisting that person that's not very kind, looking at me in a certain way. And that resistance in me that comes up, that meets their resistance, which or is the attack. So I'm not getting anywhere if I'm attacking another brother or sister. And they're certainly not getting anywhere if they're attacking me. But if our attack is coming from the same pain, difficult to understand, you know, resisting that piece of cake. <laughs> difficult to understand, well, it's just, you know, I haven't eaten all week, you know, any sweets, so that piece of cake, I deserve it. And that is the problem, you know, we don't deserve anything. Resistance is a way of kind of pulling back and being able to embrace that resistance, accept the resistance in you. And only then will things start to fall into place. I was sick recently, and um, not that I drink massives of coffee and alcohol, but I do like a glass of wine. I like um, I like my coffee, um, or I did up until recently. When I got really sick, I had really bad food poisoning, and for a whole week. Um, I was really ill, as you can imagine what comes with food poisoning, but I went off alcohol, I went off coffee, I went off sweet things, not that I have a lot of sweet things, but I went off of all these things that um, we would call our, our, our comfort foods. We get in the car and automatically we drive to the coffee shop. We get our coffee in the morning. Um, in the evening, we meet a friend after work and automatically it's to the wine bar or to somewhere to have a glass of wine, you know, because we deserve it. And what we're not recognizing is that we don't deserve anything, anything that we get that is a pleasure to us. If it's a pleasure that we become addicted to, then you know the resistance is there to show us that there's a problem. And if we if we don't recognise the resistance within us, and um, first of all accept it that there is a problem there, then it takes on another life. And for about three weeks, you know, I I, I felt great. I felt really great. It's almost like my nervous system started to come back into balance. I started to feel, I could taste my food. Um, I was sleeping well. And um, I felt, now I don't want to go back into um, drinking or drinking coffee, sweet stuff. So I, I resisted it, but not in a way that I was fighting it. I listened to my body and it just felt right that, no, I'm fine, I don't need that right now. But it must have been about, I don't know, about three or four weeks later, one day and I thought, you know what, I really fancy, and I didn't have the Americano, which I always go for, I really fancy um, an oat latte. So I've stopped drinking dairy, that's made a difference to my diet. And I went and got myself an oat latte and I enjoyed it. 
and I enjoyed it because I wasn't resisting anything. I allowed myself to go through that process and my body was telling me when it was time and it was okay to actually have something that I enjoyed but without the guilt because when you stop the resisting and you allow yourself to realign, you allow the body to realign itself, then the guilt kind of it, it disappears. So it's like having something that you've been told you can't have, but you have it and you eat it or drink it or you take it without feeling guilty afterwards. And that's a hard one. You know, when we're taking something, um, then we feel guilty directly after it. When we do something, then we feel guilty directly after it. Then really that takes us back. It doesn't help us on our, our healing journey. In fact, it can lead us to go deeper with that attitude of, oh, well, I've started now, I might as well carry on. I've had one glass of wine and I promised myself I was just gonna have the one glass of wine, but here I am halfway down the bottle. I might as well finish it. Mm -mm. That's, <laughs> that's the resistance. And, um, you know, learning to try to, and it, it comes to everyone, you know, at certain times in our lives, we can't all be at the same state or the same stage of healing. You know, it takes, for some people, you don't want to be too strict with, with change, but at the same time, it's just allowing and listening intuitively and really tuning into this temple of yours, this mind, and checking in with yourself. What do I need right now? Do I need a cup of coffee? I've had three today. Do I need another one? Knowing that my nervous system is gonna be affected. My God, when I think of some people that have about 10 cups of coffee a day, I mean, I can have one and that is my limit. But some people, you know, that's fine. You know they can get through and you know it's manageable so i can imagine the resistance of pulling away when you are addicted to your favorite tipple of of whatever it is but i'm here today to talk about resistance and what have i been resisting in my life and i realized that i've been resisting accepting change and i think that's the important factor for me to accept that we change life changes around us we want things to stay the same, we want our routine, we want things as we know it, we want familiarity, we want, want, want. But it's not us, it's our egoic mind that makes us believe that we won't survive. And that's very true if it's coming from the wounded part of our being. So, just to finish on this, you know, the um, detoxification process is a good one. and. Anytime you get a chance, if you're not already doing it, but you know, doing different ways, trying different ways of detoxifying. You know, if it's intermittent fasting, if it's um, doing long retreats or short retreats, if it's being around people that you're not normally around, if it's trying and challenging yourself to different things. Even if you don't like it, well, no, I won't fit in with that group of people, or no, that's not me, or no, I don't like that sort of stuff. And that is the key. That is the key, spiritual wisdom in challenging yourself. And who knows, you might enjoy it. Thank you for joining me today. For more information on my work as an energy healer, counselor, holistic life coach, personal development, and integral core therapist, you can visit my website at 
wellnessjourneys.co.uk or my Instagram journeys to wellness, Twitter wellness journeys and Facebook wellness journeys. You can also email me lana at wellnessjourneys.co.uk and remember life does not have to be perfect to be beautiful. Have a great day.